Good day to you ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Focus, episode 101, the review for Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge. South, East and West and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hypersonic 55 and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film related discussion. And yeah, I'm back again. It's been like just over two months and firstly I have to apologize for, you know, making this massive disappearing act but there are a number of circumstances that led to this point. Essentially, my next review for the podcast back in the early start of March was for The Invisible Man, because I saw that just before I flew out to the UK. But the problem was, as I came over here, I only had two weeks to see my family and friends before I went back to Canada. But then in the time I was over here, the coronavirus spread. So that meant, oh, yeah, everybody got sick. All the borders got closed. So I technically got stuck over here. I also got ill before my flight happened. So, yeah, I didn't want to risk doing that. I pushed my flight back for about three weeks and then my flight got cancelled. So I've been stuck in the UK for about almost two months now. Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting time. And in that time, I was meant to get back to the podcast, but I just creatively was not in the right frame of mind to go back and do it. I've been trying to, you know, busy myself with other activities and I've slowly worked my way back to, you know, being creative again. This mental and creative block has killed me over the last few weeks. So that's why the podcast has been, you know, absent for a while. However, after I ended up seeing Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge, uh, the animated Mortal Kombat film that just came out about a couple weeks ago, I was like, yo, this could actually be a pretty good starting point to get back into doing reviews. Because, you know, obviously now that 2020 is basically, you know, just cancelled in terms of films and all that, with most films either being pushed back or being released on VOD, there's not really much in the way of new things to talk about. But again, when uh, Scorpion's Revenge came out on the 14th, I saw it the day after. And I had started writing my review for it, but again, creative block hit me, so it took me a little while to get most of my thoughts out and sorted. But it's all written up now, and I, on the day of this recording, I believe it does come out the day after, so it should be out on the 28th, you know, for physical releases. So yeah, I am a pretty big Mortal Kombat fan. You know, more on the casual side than anything else, because I'm crap at fighting games, but I have a big love for the franchise, Mortal Kombat 2 was one of my favorite games on Sega Mega Drive. I played it religiously, again, even though I wasn't very good. And while I've only played a handful of the games specifically in the franchise, I have a massive love and respect for the lore, its characters, mythology, and all that good violence. And I've seen pretty much every adaptation that there has been of Mortal Kombat so far. So when I heard that there was going to be an animated one, I'm like, yo, give me that juice, mate. I'm ready. We haven't had any animated material for Mortal Kombat since... I think the Defenders of Earthrealm cartoon, which everyone hates, <laughs> even though I watched that a lot back in the day, not knowing, um, you know, how bad it was. But anyway, Scorpion's Revenge, is it good? Well, I will tell you in this review, it will be primarily spoiler free, but if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, you pretty much know where this is going to go anyway. So yeah, just think about that. Anyway, with all that being said, we will do this review as we normally do talk about the story, characters, presentation, and then the overall conclusion. So without 
further ado, let's jump in. Alright, so the plot can be described as the following. The film focuses on Scorpion, the titular character seeking his revenge for the death of his family and clan after being resurrected by Quan Chi. While this is happening, the Thunder God Raiden recruits Liu Kang, Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage to fight in the Mortal Kombat tournament for the fate of Earthrealm. And that is the way of summarizing this film without going into the era spoilers. Now overall, I thought the plot was pretty good. It was pretty engaging, fun and included a lot of those key elements that makes Mortal Kombat so engaging and fun to watch. That being said, it also attempts to tell the story of how Scorpion went from family man and warrior to the ninja specter that fans know him as, while also trying to include the Mortal Kombat tournament with the selected Earthrealm fighters. The stories do intersect but don't get equals amount of screen time. Now, the film focuses on Scorpion, and rightfully so, I mean his name is in the title, but the film felt at odds with itself as it wanted to include all of that stuff with Scorpion while also including the tournament and stuff going on with the Earth Realm participants. We'd go from the more engaging stuff with Scorpion and then switch over to other plot and character elements who only got there because they were part of the video games essentially. And it bothered me because one, we've seen the Mortal Kombat tournament done before and in my opinion done better in the 1995 film which might be you know technically nostalgic bias but I still think that that was a better representation of the first you know Mortal Kombat game as opposed to this film and in Mortal Kombat 9 back in 2011. Now granted they had a lot more to work with in terms of having gameplay and story intersect but again I thought it was a better representation of the first Mortal Kombat tournament with the notable fighters. Secondly there's a lot of information on the rules of the tournament that's completely omitted which kind of annoyed me because the Mortal Kombat tournament has all these interesting rules and clauses and all these other sort of like uh, elements that make it interesting to watch and make it more distinct and notable from other films and animations and video games that have like tournament based rules. And then number three, which might be probably my biggest grievance, is that there's a lot of cool lore and mythology that's barely touched upon. Now, I understand that when it comes to adaptations, sacrifices have to be made and not everything from the source material can be transferred. And with this film being animated at 80 minutes, everything has to be done in a very specific way. All that being said, I feel like there could have been a better way to have these two stories cross over without the non-Scorpion material feeling so inconsequential. And on top of that, unless you're a fan of the franchise, this film doesn't do much to usher new fans in. Now, don't get me wrong, this isn't a bad place to start, and if you watch this, you get pretty much most of what you need to understand how the world of Mortal Kombat works and most of the participants and all that kind of stuff. However, I feel like there's numerous references and minor details that you won't appreciate unless you had the knowledge from the games. Alright, now it's time to talk about the characters, and for the most part, they are pretty accurate to the games, but because there's such a focus on Scorpion, everyone felt lesser by comparison, and they felt like window dressing. Outside of Scorpion, Quan Chi and Johnny Cage fare the best, with Quan Chi being directly involved with Scorpion and his plans for revenge, and Johnny Cage being an out-of-work actor who grows from his experience in the tournament. Now, Scorpion has a pretty good journey in this film. His story of tragedy, pain, and revenge is pretty nice. It's familiar, but it's handled very well, and you understand the character's motivations, why he's doing what he's doing, and seeing how he uh, gets from point A to point V is pretty cool. Though I wish there had been a little bit more time just to process his loss and question some of his later decisions. And then there's Quan Chi, 
who makes for an interesting if predictable villain who isn't as smart as I thought he'd be considering some of the stuff he ends up doing. And then there's Johnny Cage who is technically my favorite Mortal Kombat character right next door to Sub-Zero. I love this guy. He's always been an interesting, fun, and charismatic, and strange individual in the video games. And in this film, he's pretty much done fairly well. Although he's a little bit more childish and incompetent than I would have liked. But it's great to see him process what's going on in the tournament and then grow as a character over the course of the film. But beyond these three, everyone else is just there to fight, provide exposition, and show up for cameos. Sonya and Liu Kang are pretty decent, but... They don't have nearly enough screen time to be unique, and yeah, they're just there to fight the tournament. And when it comes to the voice cast, everyone's fine, but some stand out a little bit more than others. Patrick Stice and Steve Bloom show up again to voice Scorpion and Sub-Zero, and they do pretty well. Although, Stice fares a lot better because he has extra screen time. And then there's Joel McHale as Johnny Cage. As soon as I saw him cast as the character, I thought, yo, this is actually a pretty good fit. I was looking forward to seeing what he'd do with it, and for the most part, he's pretty good. He plays the character pretty well, although he's just a little bit more annoying and a bit more of a man-child than I expected. And now it's time to talk about the presentation, and it is pretty much the best aspect of the film, though it's not without its shortcomings. Visually, the film is pretty good. It looks pretty nice, it has some good colour work, the characters look very solid and have a very distinctive style, like it comes from a comic book, and I like the animation though it fluctuates at times, and the violence is pretty good. Firstly, let's start with the animation. It's decent and mainly works primarily during the fight sequences, though sometimes it felt like it lacked a little bit of impact and certain character movements looked a little stiff. You go from really good looking animation where it's nicely choreographed to some stuff that just looks a little basic and flat. And I wish that there was a little bit, a better sense of scope essentially, and just a little bit more dynamic stuff going on with the uh, action sequences, but also just in terms of the storyboarding and art direction. And then let's talk about the fights themselves, which certainly featured a great deal of blood, dismemberment, impalements, and nice visual references to the games. And especially when it comes to the Scorpions fights, they had the most amount of effort put into them with dynamic angles, tracking shots, creative choreography, and memorable deaths. However, unless they featured Scorpion, a lot of the fights lacked a certain level of flair and detail. And then the rest of the cast have their moments when it comes to trademark attacks and certain fights, but again, they just weren't on that Scorpion level. And then there's the music, which was handled by John Jennings Boyd and Eric V. Hackikan. And it was serviceable, but not very memorable. I felt like the music served its purpose of like just being there, but it was just a little, you know, tame. There was no references to any of the music from the video games and there certainly was a reference to the almighty Mortal Kombat theme from 1995. Now obviously that theme song doesn't need to be in every Mortal Kombat adaptation but it's so ingrained with what Mortal Kombat is with the fan base that it wouldn't have hurt the film just to include it. Alright so now we come to the conclusion. Now after all of my criticisms I may have came across as a bit harsh on the film and you probably think I didn't like it but that's not the case at all. I thought Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge was a pretty competent film that gave me just enough of what I liked about the Mortal Kombat franchise to be an entertaining yet brief adventure. It had moments of fun and satisfaction and when it came to the animation of fight sequences that's where the film really got me. That being said it just lacks the polish and finesse of the video games that we've gone 
And I feel like it's an unfortunate side effect of showing up after NetherRealm Studios did such a great job with revitalizing the franchise with Mortal Kombat 9, 10, and 11. If this film has shown up either just before Mortal Kombat 9 or maybe just afterwards, I feel like it would have been at least a little bit, you know, better received. But because those guys went the whole nine yards with all of their fighting, animation, and story content, there's a certain level, there's a bar that needs to be reached now. And while obviously not every adaptation needs to rise to the highest point of the franchise, it's one of the sort of things that you should aspire to get towards. And this film is good. I'd say it's a good time and it's worth watching. But I'm definitely more curious now to see if the new Mortal Kombat film, the live action one that should hopefully be coming out in 2021, if it's not delayed, I want to see how they handle the tournament because they have an opportunity to do something special with that. Although, again, if you heard my episode on my hopes and fears for the Mortal Kombat film, then you know I'm concerned. But we'll see what happens. Anyway, that's been my thoughts on Scorpion's Revenge. If you've seen it, let me know what you think about it in the comment section below. Was I too harsh on the film? Was I okay? Did you expect more from it? Just holler at me. Anyway, you can reach me at the email address, thehypersonic 55 at gmail.com or on Twitter where I'm at hypersonic 55 or at filmfocus55. And be sure to check out the blog, hypersonic55.wordpress.com. And yeah, we're on that Facebook, so check out the Film Focus podcast there. And obviously, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes and give me some ratings. That'd be great. Hopefully, this is the start of me coming back into the world and my next episode won't take like you know two and a half months to come out but yeah thank you for listening as always ladies and gentlemen y'all are wonderful when you tell me that you listen to the podcast anyway um and yeah until the next time this is the hypersonic 55 signing out peace